You've tuned into the Bellingham Podcast for the week of January 6, 2019. This is episode 105. From the City by the Salish Sea, I am AJ Barsay. And starting off 2019 with a, hey, how's it going? I'm Chris Powell. On this episode, we are kicking back and how can we find some calm, comfort, contentment with our digital devices? It's going to be a show about digital Huga. All that and more next on the Bellingham Podcast. Happy 2019, Chris. Right back at you with the baseball bat. How's it going, AJ? I'm good. I wish that we were having some better weather, but hey, how was your holiday? Uh, my holiday was uh, as good as it could be. Uh, had a brunch with the family, cooked brunch for, for uh, about 10 people on Christmas Day, which was nice. Nice. Uh, my wife and I make uh, a, a stellar team of logistics and Well, you guys are a stellar team, just in general. Just in general, yeah. 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 Uh, New Year's Eve was really chill. Hung out with some friends, uh, kind of... Went location hopping, if you will, to huh. uh, have a drank uh, in some cases, but avoided the crowds. Uh, and Wait, we were, you avoided crowds on yeah. New Year's Eve? Where did you go? The library? Uh, like, no, the Barkley area. There Barkley was there, well, dead, really. Not much going on in Barkley. I love our village. Uh, well, other than movie monstrosity. Well, yeah, 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 true, true. Everyone, but that was indoors. Gotcha. But as far as like the the uh, venues of drinking establishments, there yeah. wasn't that much going on, and that's totally huh. cool. How about yourself? We did. We stayed in low key. It was the, the trio of us. Yes. So my little one's first like real. Christmas kind of thing. So yes. we were just at home and practicing some some huga, just uh, being subdued and chill, man. Because like I hate going out on New Year's Eve. Really? Okay. And I'm just not. It's just not my scene. So let's go back to the previous episode 104. AJ Barsay. Previously on the Bellingham Podcast. Did you get the watch roll from your <laughs> wife for Christmas? No, I was naughty. You, what? Uh, yes. So, so, okay. So funny enough. So the entire holiday. So I took some days off from work and stuff. So I had a, a longer holiday, which was nice because we didn't do much for presents. We kind of embraced more of the, the minimalist tradition of, of, of Christmas. We didn't do the whole, like, I got her a gift. She got me a gift type of thing. No, we actually made each other gifts type of a thing. And then I asked her, I was like, honey, have you listened to the last episode? And she goes, no, why would I have listened to the last episode? And I'm like, you always listen to our show. She goes, yeah, you're home. <laughs> and I'm like, got it. She doesn't listen to the show when I'm at home because that's something she saves for when I'm not at home. And so as she's doing stuff, she listens to us in the background. Oh, that's so So she sweet. hadn't heard the bit. So I'm like, so you don't know about the inside joke. What inside joke? So it, it, it backfired on me. So no, maybe for my, my birthday, maybe. I don't All know. right. Well, you know. Well, I will say that that is a sweet <laughs> anecdote. It was. In which our show is listened to so that wh while we're not around, that is kind of cool. But anyway, um, <laughs> maybe Valentine's Day, hint, hint. Maybe St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> hint, hint. Maybe Easter oh, or maybe. Memorial Day yeah. or something like that. Anyway, let's move on. We've got to talk about... So if you're in the Bellingham area, you might be listening to us on Camry 102.3 FM. Low power that we always talk about. Yeah, community radio here in the heart of the city of subdued excitement. And in that very same city of subdued excitement, there are several publications in this area. The, uh, what the kids call magazines. Magazines. Yes. And if you go to your favorite newsstand here in the uh, 9822567289 area, you will know this uh, publication called Bellingham Alive. And if you were to go to, I think, page 25, 6, 7, 8, around in that area. <laughs> Approximately. You will notice that the editorial staff has what's called their Fave 5. And charting on the number one of that Fave 5 is... Best Podcasts! 
Bellingham podcast. That's right. So okay. yeah, so yeah, we're we're in the phase five of of uh, Bellingham Alive for their podcast. And a wonderful thank you to the Bellingham Alive magazine and all those that are involved with that for giving us a nice write up. Yeah, much that was appreciated. Cool. That much was appreciated. Cool. And you can also read about the other podcasts that are here in the city of Subdued Excitement or in our local area because yep. there are some other independent uh, media creators like us. So if you're looking to tune into other stuff, take a look at the Bellingham Alive article and see what their phase five is. Fair enough. So let's recap yep. from a previous episode where we had words of note previously on the Billion podcast. That's right. So we did an episode on the word Hugo, which is a Danish term that describes a feeling of cozy contentment and well-being through enjoying the simple things in life. It could be a warm beverage. It could be a fire uh, in your fireplace in your home, uh, not one that's raging out of control. Uh, it could be a cozy blanket or other things like that. Gives you that warm, cuddly feeling inside. And we had a pretty good, I, I enjoyed that show. That mm-hmm. was fun to talk about. But that was more analog. Yes. Now we're going to flip it and talk about how can we find that cozy contentment? Yes. Or even can we? Right. Uh, with our digital devices and technology. Right. And also with the, the term of huga, like if going to the, the Danish roots of it, they also stipulate like because of their culture and the fact that it's, you know, pretty cold year round in that area. That's why you, they seek out that coziness, that warmth, that contentment from, you know, the seas and the snow, as it were. Uh, I found it also interesting that they also loop in friends with that. So being with a group of your friends and sharing in that experience of huga is also part of their, their culture around that word, which is interesting because the reason why I bring that up now is our digital devices are supposed to help connect us. But as we talk about, do they like, it's not in the same way of like, if you and I, like if we're not recording, like we go and we have a a beverage uh, of, of caffeinated delight in our, our, our cafe. That's vastly different than when I text you. Yes. Even though they're both communication and we're both sharing information or whatever is going on, but it's different. And maybe that's what we're going to kind of harp on a little bit here with our digital devices is, is our digital devices sterilizing that huga effect? And uh, the things we carry with our cell on our person uh, every day, our phones, our tablets, our laptops, and at home, our uh, desktop computers, depending on where you may be. Um, how is that impacting these relationships? How is that impacting uh, impacting our enjoyment and the overall happy feeling we get inside mm-hmm. and the things we see in those screens? So I'd like to start off, at least now that we've recapped what Huga means, for those of you that missed that episode, uh, there you go. Let's talk about what digital Huga isn't. And I'll go first. <laughs> so... <laughs> During the holiday season that just passed, there was a a company out there that you may be familiar with. They're called Vitamin Water. And Vitamin Water posted this news article or this uh, thing on social media that you you use this hashtag and you uh, uh, enter this contest. And if you were selected out of the thousands and thousands of people that would be entering this, you're your challenge for this contest, and they only picked one person, and I'm not sure, I didn't follow suit after reading it. Right. Uh, That person is to go the entire 2019 year with a non-smartphone, in fact, a flip phone from, I think, the late 90s. Yeah, that that they would supply the person. That they would supply this person. Can you go one year with a dumb phone, Mm -hmm. for lack of a better term? 
but there was but but it didn't just stop there like they also said like you could not rely on like your partner or you right. couldn't rely on somebody else having a smartphone that you're with yes yeah, so this had to be pretty much like isolation yeah for this stuff so let's just take a moment to think about the possibilities of that i hear a lot of you out there who are like me who said yeah sure i could go a year no problem i don't need my android phone or my iphone for a hundred thousand dollars for a prize that was what vitamin offer yeah. for a year vitamin water was gonna uh gi- give this person if they can make it to december 31st or january 1st 2020 uh w- without you know f- failing a hundred thousand dollars in cash yeah well i certainly can do yeah. that that'd be a chunk of change right. look at all the things you could do with that so i had the internal conversation with myself and external because you talked to me about it. Yes, exactly. (laughs) I rolled it over and I'm thinking, what if I, so I probably won't get chosen for this contest, but what if I did it anyway, just because of the uh, thought exercise, thought exercise. Thank you. So on that website that you can find 500 million items that you're well aware of. There happened to be a, a Nokia 3310. It's one of those candy bar phones that from from yesteryear. Well, but uh, yes, yesteryear in style, but it did have more contemporary guts. Like it did have a color screen. Yes. Yeah. No, it had some improvements from 27, uh, you know, tech improvements for 2017. Yeah. Unlocked $50. Yep. So I'm like, hmm. And for the record, not in black. No. Uh, so I ordered a, le- a neon yellow Nokia phone because I really wanted to just dive off the cliff and let, let's go for it. It arrived. I took my SIM card in my iPhone 6S Plus beast that I've had for going on three years now. Yeah. Thank you very much. Pop the SIM in there. Oh, by the way, I needed an adapter. And then I looked at it and I'm like, okay, so what can I do? Well, I got to be able to contact people because I have text messaging and phone calls and snake the game that was on the phone yes. from the 90s, if you remember that. So I, after popping in the SIM and getting on the network, I manually entered in 70, <laughs> n- stop laughing, 70, <laughs> I'm the only one that could laugh at this, 70 names and phone numbers of people in my address book. When you sold me that, I, I had forgotten, back in the day, we used to store our contacts on our SIM chips. Yes. And that's no longer the case because of services. That's one thing that has changed. Right. So I got that. It took me about maybe 40 minutes. Okay, cool. I had some quiet music playing on. I was, I was in the zone. It took a while for me to figure out the 12-digit keypad, uh, zero through nine, and then the two star and pound things, to try to figure out how to do that without deleting the, the character that I just typed in, which was a challenge, which is why it took 40 minutes. So I navigated that. I navigated text message. Oh, by the way, when you text message somebody... Uh, some of you in Apple land may enjoy the group chat feature that occurs where you can send a bunch of numbers, uh, a message, and other numbers can contribute it in. Guess what? On the Nokia 3310 2017 version, you get separate messages for these group chats. That was a bit of a hurdle for our family communication with our uh, our 16-year-old in this phone. Hmm, that's a problem. So uh, one of the other things I really enjoy in uh, this current state of smartphone era is the GPS that is built into this iPhone mm-hmm. 6S Plus. I can get navigations without having to print out the directions and have to look in streetlights as they briefly pass by in the night yeah. as I'm driving to my destination. I get turn-by-turn directions. It makes you safer. It makes me safer. There is no GPS in this phone that I had purchased, in the dumb phone. And even though that has an 
Opera Mini browser. For those of you that actually know what an Opera browser is, good on you. But uh, two, this is a Java-based browser <laughs> in which if you wanted to go to a website, good luck. Uh, there was no way to get maps yeah. or any kind of term return navigation. Problem. I was able to have a victory in this hmm. because I do enjoy with my smartphone listening to music. Yeah. Whether it be in my car or through at home in my AirPods or whatever, uh, I was able to get a little micro SDHC card with about four gigabytes of music that I copied over, and I popped it into the phone, and it registered, and I could play music. Cool. Only problem is it wasn't as functional as Apple Music or Google Play Music or a typical smartphone music player. It played. It listed every song. Oh, gotcha. You could not gotcha. sort by artists or genre or album or anything. It was your songs. Right, right. It's like 1998 and having an MP3 player. In the days of Napster. Yeah. Yes. That's a problem. He says with a smile on I, his I'm, face. I'm smiling right now. You can't see this, but <laughs> I'm like, okay. And I'm thinking to myself as I went to sleep, how am I going to make it through this year? Yeah. Because <laughs> I, was, I was starting in late December. I was going to make it through the year. I'm gung-ho. Let's go for it. Yep. Let's, here's so how long did you last? 24 hours. 24 hours. <laughs> I'm sorry, folks. I, 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 I didn't want to say that I'm addicted to the, the smartphone, but I could not do what I've been accustomed to do yeah. to leverage the power that is in these devices yeah. for good. Well, but also like in, and we also had taken a, a, a jaunt out for like lunch or something. Mm -hmm. I can't remember. And mm. like parking, parking. Um, you know, we've gotten used to paying by phone in our city. And you the, know. the apps we have in Bellingham, we have a pay by phone app. Yeah. And you touch a button and you're good to go. As, as a conscientious uh, observer um, <laughs> yeah. of, of this experiment going down, what I found interesting was as I was watching you do this, I had realized that yes, like, there is tech addiction, okay? And I would not say that you are addicted to your device, minimalist. I, I don't think you are. But the thing is, is that between 1998, or sorry, uh, yeah, 1998 and 2018, our economy has changed. Like yeah. the way that we do things, the way that we park, the way that we do business, the way that we do transactions mm -hmm. now, this has turned into, uh, or the app economy has turned into, or turned our devices into an extension of our wallets now. Yeah. You know, and that's, or an extension of our vehicle. Like you said, like navigation, that's a problem. Mm. By not having it, we have to go back to the, the analog days of having a map. Well, doing that and driving with everybody else who's not, who's distracted behind the wheel, that makes you dangerous or puts you in a potential harmful situation. Yeah. And that's where technology has done good. It really has. As much as we bash it, it has done good. It has. And for those 24 hours that I had with this Nokia 3310, I did not experience digital Huga, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, in fact, it was quite the opposite. It was not cozy. Even worse. It, was, it was not comfortable. It was constraint. Yeah. It was conflagration. And I don't even know what that word means. We'll look it up after. There you go. <laughs> But I, I had to take out the SIM card, pop it back into my iPhone, which I put in a drawer, by the way. I was like Great. bound and determined to take that out in 2020. Nope. Uh, so I'm back with my iPhone, et cetera, et cetera. And um, so that's what digital Huga isn't, where you're, you're using a device and you have a ton of stress, yeah. a ton of constraints, a ton of confusion, and a ton of ho uh, hoops to jump through. To do simple things. Well, things that we've become accustomed to. Yeah. Or things that are available in society. And so that is what Digital Huga isn't, at right. least for me. Right. Let's talk about what Digital Huga is. I've Cozy, talked a contentment. I've, yes. AJ, how do you find contentment and comfort 
in your iPhone SE. Yeah. So again, like you, you kind of nailed it, hit the nail on the head for me is, is that regardless of the device, it doesn't matter if it's an Android, a dumb phone, uh, a smartphone or a typewriter. Okay. If it serves the purpose, kind of like, um, like doing the whole minimalistic view of things, like, does it give you joy? Does it serve a purpose? These devices in today's age, if used properly, do serve a purpose and they do bring joy. And the Nokia 3310 did not bring me joy. No, but it was a really, it, but it, out of it, it did show the avenues to which these devices do bring you joy yeah. because that, that is, that's always a concern as a technologist, right? You and I both battle with this way of the fine line of, are we addicted? Are we researching or are we actually using it as its intended purpose? Sure. And that experiment brought light to that. Like navigation is a deal breaker for you. Like the way that you live life and the way that you travel with your family, et cetera, that is a tool. That would be like saying, let's go build a house, Chris, and we're not going to use nails. Yeah, but we have another version that they use like uh, some other kind of thing from the fourth century. Right. We're going to go back and we're going to, we're going to hand forge every nail. Yeah. You know, like why? Like Mm -hmm. that technology is an incremental progress of humanity like we 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 it's a tool so in that same vein like when it comes to me you're right a lot of the times digital devices are not in my my hygge sphere (laughs) (laughs) that's a good term hygge sphere yeah you heard it here folks so when i do use my digital devices so for instance i i use a kindle like i originally i'd gotten a kindle for my wife because when she was breastfeeding it was the you grab it in low light, you can turn up the screen and she could read as she was taking care of our, our child. And out of it, I, and I, full disclosure, I, I have a little bit of a crush on the technology that is e-ink. I electronic think, ink. Electronic ink, yeah. because it is, it helps the environment. It helps cut down clutter. I think it promotes minimalism because that, that is the one thing that, uh, anybody will tell you like if you like books that is one of the hardest things to get rid of if you are trying to investigate minimalism is you love your books and i got over the hurdle a couple years back of that where it's not as much as i love my books i love the stories in them and i had to really wrap my head around that i'm buying somebody's story the delivery method happens to be on dead parchment that came from the ground of a tree once i got my head around that I think I'm better of that because we have more space. I don't have to have uh, a worry of, oh, where is it? Because it's just on, as long as I can grab my Kindle, it's there. Oh, AJ, do you get those pop-up ads on your e-ink Kindle? Uh, no, that that is something that I, I'm glad that you point out. Like, I do like the Kindle because it is a monotasking device. Mm-hmm. Even though it does have a browser. You want to talk about bad browsers. Oh, <laughs> Don't get us started. Um, but no, like when I read... I don't want a distraction. And if I read on my my phone, which I do, um, I I, I read an app called Watchville, which basically is an aggregate of all of the watch-related and horological sites. Typically speaking, like you have to be connected to the internet. So I am on the internet, but I will turn off notifications. Basically, I have do not disturb mode on as I am reading my stuff because I do like the experience of being in front of a delivery mechanism, whether it's paper or a, uh, a color screen in cases of like gorgeous articles like Hodinkee, mm-hmm. or just a simple e-ink display that has m- weeks of battery so I can read a really good story. Excellent. The only other thing that I wanted to throw out is for writing. So I don't know if anybody listening to us knows this about us, but we're not really a fan of Microsoft Office. No, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. 
Uh, but as content creators, you and I do, do, do a fair amount of writing. Absolutely. And one of the things that I prefer to do when I write is use an app that I've used since my graduate school days, which is Ohm Writer. I think it's made by two guys, OMM Writer. They epitomize the, the closest thing that you can do digitally as you can writing on a typewriter. It basically blacks out your screen so that it's a full screen graphic, or it can be just a, a, a white screen if you chose, or a colored screen. And you can choose a basic font. You have some ambient music in the background mm -hmm. and you don't see notifications. That notifications bar on your Mac or PC gets covered up and it forces you to just look at that blinking cursor and you have a, a, a word count, which I appreciate character count. And you just focus on what the task is. Again, it's kind of breaking us away from uh, multitasking and getting us back to what are you trying to do? What are you trying to enjoy? Because so often I feel Huga is about just that. Like if we are going visiting, I'm going to visit you, Chris. I'm not visiting you and then checking my Snapchat and thinking about work. No, I, we are monotasking when you're, when, you're, when you're doing some sort of active Huga, whether it's with people or yourself or a book or whatever. And our digital devices inherently because of economy of scale has promoted multitasking. Yes. With notifications and other Which creates things. distraction, which keeps yeah. you away from the hookah. Yes, exactly. Um, I, I, lo I love both those. Uh, I, I applaud what they are doing because they're getting you a chance to have focus. Yeah. And with focus, I think without the, you know, distractions are not happy distractions in a lot of ways. Most of the time. Most of the time. Uh, and to be able to use some of these devices to get to that era where you're doing unitasking yeah. is, is where things are we're headed to where you get a chance to experience some, some joy, I would imagine, to be able to do what you set out to do. Yeah. So it's for me, you know, how, how can I experience Huga after having learned what it's not? Um, I think a lot of it has to do with limiting what my eyes see. Hmm. And uh, first and foremost is social media everywhere. So well, I know you love Facebook and Snapchat yeah. and Instagram, Chris. Yeah. So you're but, on it more than anybody else I know. But on on my phone, you know, every now and then I would have a Twitter app or an Instagram app on, and so and other apps that would draw attention away of a more social nature. Um, to delete those is one less thing that I got to worry about. If I have that urge and I want to be able to post something, I'll install the app from the App Store. Yeah, I'll sign in because I've got this wonderful program called LastPass with my touch ID, it'll autofill my username and password. And get you back up and running. And get me back up and running. Another thing that I'm finding right now is, and this is kind of like a New Year's uh, checkup, you know, okay. uh, right around New Year's Eve, uh, before we, we went out uh, to hang out, <laughs> I had a little bit of idle time. And I thought, the thought had popped in my head, the subscriptions that I have. Yeah. Mainly through... So I have an iPhone and an iPad. Those are my two computers that I have. That's that's where. What annual or monthly subscriptions do I have? And so you can go in through the iTunes mm. program or in through your Apple ID and see what you're currently subscribed to. Oh, guess what? I realized that I had a, an annual subscription of $40 to a particular app, which I'm not going to name because I don't use it or I did not like it, but it was still scheduled Oh. On, on January 4th. Huh. So I had five days before that would kick in. And, my, and oh, by the way, in, in Appland, 
they don't give you refunds on your subscriptions unless you really find a way to beg and plead. Really? Uh, yeah, I've been unable to find a way to get my money back from uh, you know an annual subscription but after a trial. I paid for it, and, and 24 hours later, I can't get my money back. Right, okay, so I anyway. see, I see. So that's one thing to keep in mind as you were thinking about what is on my phone, what is on my tablet, what, is, what am I subscribing to on my computer? Uh, subscription creep. Hmm. Is a term that I call it. it I just like kind of grows like and it. grows. Yeah, you heard it here first. Google sphere and subscription <laughs> creep. I like it. That's right. Um, another way that I'm able to experience that comfortableness, at least when I go to my phone, I've eliminated all no- notifications. I hmm. I go into the settings and I go to the notifications and I disable turn off all of them except for messages like text messages, right, for your and phone calls, and so any talk or text. Sure, I'll get a notification, but I have the sound turn off. Hmm. And uh, that's a way that I'm able to limit the amount that I'm looking at my phone. What is it now? Oh, there's a new a news update, an Apple News app. No, thank you. Uh, I've disabled all that. Hmm. So that helps out as I'm trying to better my relationship with the device that's in my back right pocket for all you pickpocketers out there, uh, w- you know, with my phone. And then the other process that I, whenever you go into a room and clean out a whole lot of clutter, or go into your closet and clean out a lot from your wardrobe, there may be a, a place where you're kind of like, ah. I get that same feeling when I delete apps off my phone. Yeah, same here. And so when you go to see like you have four pages of apps that you're swiping through and you're really not playing this one game that you tried out because you had a really antsy five-year-old that wanted to be pacified for a while. Valid. I'm not going to play that game. I'm going to delete it. If you were to take that mindset and just take an audit of all the applications you have usually involves a long press, whether it's Android or iPhone or iOS, and then hit the X or drag up to the remove or uninstall portion uh, on your phone. You can eliminate that from your life. Yeah, That can add joy to your life with less to have to be concerned with or the the lack of data or notification interruptions you might be incurring. In that same vein, and I don't know if it's on Android, but on iOS, since I think iOS 10 or 11, I don't remember, Uh, There's a feature called offload unused apps. And that's what I typically use because because of our work, there are apps that I I have to throw on and throw off because it's like I I use it for a specific task and to configure it back up is really a pain. If you use that feature in iOS, which is under the general settings, and I think it's under iPhone storage, or it's you can select each individual app. What that does is it will delete the app, but retain the configuration data. So if there's another app that I use specifically for photography and I don't want to rebuild what I the the data sets that I have in there, but I don't need it taking up a gig of storage, it will remove everything but the necessity configuration stuff so that if you reinstall it, it's already there and it comes back to life. I'm hearing a song in the distance, the bare necessities. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Baloo. There you go. So anyway, if you're in iOS, I would would highly advise looking at that because especially if you have the smaller um, iPhones with the smaller storage, you can save space and still have, you know, the apps that you need when you need them, but not taking up space all the time. So we've been talking a lot about mobile uh, as far as ways that I'm able to have digital Huga. Yeah. Let's talk about a desktop thing that all of us may contend with. Sure. And that's email. Ah. Now, some of you, if you're in the, if you're in the Gmail camp, this could be a little bit more dangerous uh, or time consuming, I should <laughs> say. But in Gmail, you have an archive in which you don't have to delete an email. You just take it, remove it from your inbox view and put it in your all mail view. Right. So you haven't, you haven't nuked it, it's just not visible where you're at. In Microsoft Outlook, you can have 40,000 emails in your inbox. And 
if you were to take everything up to January 1st and to move it into a folder called archive in your Outlook, you haven't deleted anything. You haven't lost anything. You, you could still search for these emails of people that you need to correspond with to get more information about. But, oh, look, now you only have 14 messages in your inbox as right. of January 1st. Right. Wouldn't that be wonderful to come to work or to sit down at your computer and go on, ah, <laughs> it's so comfortable to use Outlook now that I don't have 40,000 emails to contend with. Uh, just an idea as you're uh, venturing into this new year of 2019. Take a folder, call it an archive or something, past emails, whatever you want to call it, and move everything there. It's just getting it out of your current sphere of attention. Right. And then you can, it's like your safe deposit box in the bank. You got the important documents there or that cluttered room in your house that you don't like going into. You put all the crap in the there. The third bedroom. That's right. And you, you, but when you need to get something from there, you know where it is. This is a helpful tip from your tech friend, Chris. All right, AJ. <laughs> that wraps it up for this, this Huga edition of the Bellingham Podcast. Thank you again so much for listening to us, rating us, reviewing us, wherever you like to get your podcasts. Remember, if you're in the Bellingham area, you might be listening to us on KMRE 102.3 FM. Low power. Community <laughs> radio here in the Stop making fun of me. Caffeinated heart. Oh, I, I thought you were making fun of me because I'm caffeinated. No, dude. Uh, we're just giving a shout out to KMRE because they're <laughs> awesome. <laughs> On that note, I'm AJ Barce. And I'm Chris Powell. Happy 2019, y'all. We'll see you next time on the Bellingham Podcast. I got nothing. Okay, me neither. <laughs> Later.